Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Zofia Renea here, and I'm happy to welcome you back to another episode of Sovereign Self. Today, we are speaking with one of my now dear friends and uh, respected uh, counterparts here in the spiritual realm. Her name is Maya Zahira. You may have heard her, her on the show a year or so before this. She is an expert in psychic protection, spiritual empowerment, and she's a visionary teacher and spiritual mentor whose mission is to educate and empower spiritual seekers with the most powerful and effective methods for energetic self-care psychic and psychic protection. She lives no longer lives on the Kansas Prairie. She now lives in Tucson, where she works with students and clients all over the world, online and in person for courses and sessions. Referred to as Mama Maya by many of her clients and students because of her loving, compassionate, yet fierce and protective mama bear energy, Maya Zahira is a lifelong mystic, psychic, master energy healer, visionary, spiritual teacher, and spiritual warrior. For the last 25 years, Maya has worked tirelessly sharing her spiritual gifts with many around the world, and I'm so excited to welcome you back with us, Maya. Thank you for having me, Sophia Renea. It's so good to be here and uh, to share more important information with all of your listeners. Yes, I'm really uh, very excited to have you back with us because I know my own experience out there in the, the new age spiritual energy kind of world, there's not a lot of discernment typically that is used. People kind of run around willy-nilly randomly experiencing things without using a lot of discernment. I think there's some, what do I want to say, connection between discernment and judgment that goes on. And it's like, yeah, suspending judgment does not mean that you just randomly go for everything. <laughs> well, I think um, one, I, so I completely agree with you. And I think another thing that's happening is especially with people who are new in the spiritual slash new age world, um, oftentimes are in a position of emotional vulnerability. They're actually reaching out for this new spiritual realm, this new spiritual community, uh, uh, and going outside of their previous box because Usually they're going through some major life transformation, something that's really hard, a divorce, a major loss, a trauma. And so they're, they're reaching out to this community that looks so promising. And so they're in a vulnerable emotional and mental position anyway. Mm -hmm. And there is this assumption that all can be trusted. Like, you just don't know what you don't know. I've been yeah. saying that a lot lately. Like, they just don't know. And that's yeah. what I'm here to help us with. Exactly, exactly. And I, I love the topic that we're talking about today, um, how to identify false spiritual teachers or teachers that are not, that haven't done their work. I mean, I, I sadly run into quite a few of these. You would think they've got these amazing gifts and these amazing tools and they're in a hurry to use them on other people, but frequently have not done their own work. So I'm excited to have this, this topic today. So. Give us a little background on how you became introduced to this section of work. I have my own not-so-spiritual teacher story, <laughs> but I think you had some as well. Yeah, so I actually have two directions that I could go to answer this. So I'll start off with the, the shorter version, and then we can go into some stories. So first of all, just answering it in a general sense, um, I've been involved in the spiritual community for many years, and as a participant, I had my own situations where I encountered some really weird things in the spiritual community where there were some really toxic behaviors that some of the spiritual teachers were engaging with, engaging in, uh, that were very normalized by the community, like it was all okay, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was starting to... Um, see the light, so to speak, where I was starting to question, like, some of this doesn't 
seem healthy. And when I would speak up, I would get smushed down because there's so much peer pressure, right? Yeah. And then, um, uh, even though I've been doing... Can you give us an example of what that looked like? Yeah. And if you don't mind, I'll just add this other tidbit. And it is that um, over the years with the spiritual protection work that I have done... I have, as a kind of a side effect, I've ended up also attracting a lot of clients who have been recovering from situations with abusive spiritual teachers. Mm -hmm. So some of the stories that I'll share with you are things that either I've experienced personally or my clients have experienced them. And anytime I share a client story, I just want you all to know that um, I'm I'm always... um, uh, like changing, I'm, I'm kind of like creating composite stories, right? Yeah, the because names and details have been modified to protect right, those involved, yes. Right, because I respect everybody's privacy and I would never share personal stories. So these are composites, but they're absolutely, totally true. Like there, there's so much of this going on that even though some of these stories are composites, it's like um, there's a million stories just like it that are yeah. actually... So I'll share a short, a a pretty mild story to start with. And Sophia, I'll let you guide me as far as how many stories you want me to share. But this first one is one that I experienced personally. And it's one of the more minor stories. I've got some pretty severe situations that I can share with you. This one, um, I will just call this spiritual teacher, Madam Starseed. That's not her real name, but we'll call her Madam Starseed. Um, because she she did give herself a, a spiritual name, but that's not the exact name that she yes. has. Anyway, so let's say that one day I'm scrolling through Facebook and I, I'm just, you know, we all scroll through, scroll through Facebook and we see a meme that we like and we go, oh, I'm going to share that. And maybe we also see something like, well, I don't agree with that. And so yeah. we click share and we post maybe a couple paragraphs about like, I don't agree with this line of thinking because dot 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 Mm -hmm. and that's like a normal thing right yeah so I did that on this one particular day not having any idea the the storm of fire that was going to come down upon (laughs) me Um, welcome to Facebook (laughs) well well right now Facebook is kind of insane right now but but this was not during that 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 period of intensity and it was um anyway so you know I I made this post very innocently and in a very well-meaning way. And then I, I was at a nature location and I left and drove home. I got home about an hour later to find a, a really long message from the, the internationally renowned spiritual teacher. Internationally who, renowned. Okay. <laughs> this is some, this is not some little spiritual teacher. This is a major known spiritual teacher that I clicked and commented on their their meme, right? Mm-hmm. And th- what I received was this really long ranting message about how I clearly, how you, Maya, have clearly not worked on your shadow. And it was like all this projection, and pardon the strong language, wow. but it, was, it was this projectile vomiting of like all this projection an accusation and how I was like, there was all this, well, this is a spiritual teacher who teaches people about the shadow, about working with their shadow. Mm -hmm. And what she did was she decided that since I had posted this thing, that I had all sorts of things wrong with my inner shadow. And um, (laughs) anyway, then I, I replied and I was very, I was very gracious as I often try to be. And I said, I am deeply sorry for any offense. It was totally innocent. I, every day people comment on things and share things. And, you know, and because she had accused me of trying to defame her. And I said, I don't even know you. Like, why and, and I, I said, you know, I think I want to say this, that I think that you might be projecting something onto me. Miss Madam Starseed, and I just am going to send you peace, and I will make a commitment to you that I will never share any of your memes again in the future. And after that, then uh, she went onto my Facebook page, 
and started posting snarky comments on every single little thing. I posted something. I posted something about being um, compassionate to others and showing kindness. And her comment was, clearly you don't follow your own advice. And so it was like little things. So I ended up eventually having to block her. Wow. This person was angry. Okay. And they were clearly. And vindictive. I mean, it's one thing to be upset. It's another to go after somebody on everything they post on Facebook. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was a, it was a good teaching moment for myself because I made a mental note to myself uh, you know, Maya, if anyone ever reposts one of your things and has a commentary on it, definitely don't do what Madam Starseed did because yes. what that did was it made me lose all respect for her because before that, I actually respected her from afar. I didn't yeah. know her, but I was like, this person is has some work that she needs to do that she's been avoiding and projecting onto other people, and that's yeah. dangerous. It really is because imagine all the people that she's training and working with in her workshops. And is that kind of projection happening at those workshops and retreats? This is someone who uh, has a a big um, educational organization, Mm, trains a lot mm -hmm. of people. Yeah. Uh, That's very problematic. Yeah, I would say it is definitely problematic. In fact, I know in my, what do I want to say, spiritual teacher lineage, right? Um, One of the, teachers that was a teacher of one of my teachers uh, actually went down that rabbit hole where she was attacking the students in her course because she hadn't been able to clear some of the issues that she was having within herself. And uh, it, it blew up her life in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And and I would just want to point out, this is not about finger pointing. This is, I think, you know, as people who are, as we are all involved in the spiritual community, it's important for us to develop the the discernment and understand what could be red flags, where Mm -hmm. these might be people that that we might not want to work with, we might not want to have them as teachers. And I I would consider this person, Madam Starseed, to be in one of the categories of an abusive spiritual teacher. and, and that would be the emotional, mental abuser. Mm-hmm. Um, there were other situations where I made a, other observations with her students, but I won't go into all of that. Um, but that's, I would put her into that category that this is someone, like you said, who, you know, perhaps she is trying to do her work, but there's a lot more that needs to be done. And it really creates a dangerous environment for their students and mm-hmm. their followers. So, since you brought up the categories, what are the three categories of All right. spiritual teachers? So, this is a list that I made as I was preparing to do this radio interview. And, uh, and I base this on all the different people that I've worked with. And so, the first one that I already mentioned is the emotional and mental abuser. This is someone who will project their own issues, they'll gaslight, they, they might be a boundary violator, uh, they might nurture an atmosphere of blind followers, they might encourage their followers to initiate peer pressure so that everyone will follow along. And those kinds of behaviors are very normalized. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they don't adhere to their own spiritual teachings. And that was... Can, can yeah, you give me some of examples of some of these behaviors? Yes. So actually, um, so that's the emotional abuser. We'll go over the other two another okay. time. Yep. Um, uh, so in the story that I just shared where the, this person, the, one of the primary things that Madam Starcy teaches is working on healing and integrating your own shadow so that you don't project it onto others. And that is exactly what she was doing. She wasn't following her own <laughs> teachings, right? Um, so actually, before I forget, I want to go, want to just really quick go into the other two categories because I have stories yeah. that actually interweave. There are teachers who, where these three categories are interwoven. So the, okay, second, good. So, the second category is the sexual predator. 
Mm. And this is the, the person in the spiritual community, male or female. I know some females who do this too, who will groom their students or their clients. They don't necessarily target everyone. That's why it's so easy for them to get away with it because there are people who, won't, who don't believe what's happening because they say, well, he or she never did that to me. But they will groom and gain the trust of, of their targets, their, their sexual targets. They will target those who are most vulnerable. Uh, oftentimes what I'll see is there will be someone who is older who, like, uh, there's one gentleman. Well, maybe maybe I shouldn't call him a gentleman. Yeah. Well, let's hold the story. Let's find out what the last category is, and then we'll go to break, and we'll fill in with the stories. Sure, sure. The third category is the, what I call the dark shaman, and this is someone who is intentionally caught, who is intentionally using their knowledge of esoteric wisdom and working with energy to harm and control and manipulate their students and their clients. So what little story do you want me to tell you? How about the sexual predator? I'm going to put you on hold with the story for the sexual predator, and we'll hear that when we come back for break. We'll dive right in. I would uh, invite everybody out there who's listening to us, get your pen, get your paper, because you're going to probably want to make some notes on, you know, what are some of the signs, what are some of the red flags, so that you have those. Because a lot of times when you're in one of these situations where there's uh, group pressure and gaslighting going on, it's helpful to have something noted down someplace that you can sanity check against. So hang with us and we'll be right back from the break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Inner Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are, at home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here talking with the wonderful and amazing Maya Zahira. And before break, she went through the three types of emotionally or abusive, I should say, spiritual teachers, emotionally abusive, the sexual predator, and what was the last one? The The shaman. shaman. Yes. Uh, So tell us a little bit more about the signs of the sexually abusive spiritual teacher. All right, and then I'm, I'll tell you a story as well. I love stories. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about how the sexual predator will often groom their students and their, their clients, their targets. And so this is why a lot of people don't believe what's happening um, 
they like a lot of people who are not targeted say, well, that's not happening because the sexual predator will take as long as they need to gain the trust of whoever they're targeting. Uh, they will gain their trust by giving them compliments. Oh, I've never seen any kind of spiritual energy like this. I think we've had 10 past lives together. Mm -hmm. You're an amazing star seed, blah, blah, blah. And then once they, they gain their trust over time, then they will tell them this is a really common tactic. They will say, oh, your sacral chakra is blocked. Mm. And the only way that we can unblock it is if you and I have sex. Yes, there's, there's a good excuse. <laughs> and that, I can't even tell you how many sexual predators I've encountered who use that exact tactic. Now, I want to point out, this is really important for your listeners, that a lot of times these sexual predators are also dark shamans who are using their knowledge of abusing energy, working with energy in a negative way, where they will plug in negative energy cords, manipulating energy cords, and uh, you know, whether they're doing black magic or whatever means they're using to manipulate the person. So the person... The target thinks that they are giving consent, mm. and they're not. They're be, they, they think that they are, but it's really a, a spiritual control in order to get them to desire this. So how do you know? How do you tell the difference between, yes, I really want to be engaged with this person and have sex with this person and I'm being manipulated to think that I want this. How, okay. how do you make that distinction for yourself? So that's a really important question. And here's where really a lot of times these three categories will meld together. The number one thing that you want to look at is professional boundaries with, if someone, if, uh, I'll say this, if you are going to someone for spiritual healing, for massage, for Reiki, for acupuncture, or they are your spiritual teacher, they should not be having sex with you. Okay, so this is this is something that a lot of people get confused about. I've worked with clients who were healing from these kinds of encounters. They they just didn't know what they didn't know. They didn't understand that as a participant in this that the other person, the spiritual teacher, should have been responsible for holding professional boundaries. Mm -hmm. Now, there are instances, I actually met somebody in the spiritual community who was working with a client, realized that this person was their soulmate and that they were supposed to be together. And I really applaud that this person did it in the right way with very high integrity. They actually um, ended sessions with this person and waited a period of time. I think it was a number of months. Mm -hmm. And then they also reported themselves to the professional organization with their healing work and said, this is why I'm releasing my licensure because I want to be with this person. That hardly ever happens. Usually with, these, uh, with people who are coming from a predatory um, standpoint, they will just go for it, and that shouldn't be happening. Uh, a client should not, a practitioner or a teacher should not be initiating sex with their client, period. Yes. And so if you are a client of any kind or you are a student or you're a follower that should that is a red flag right there. This person is not having professional boundaries. This is a real problem. Yes, exactly. Now I know many of us in the spiritual world are, you know, looking out for our soulmates and this sort of thing. If you are on the client end of that, uh, and you feel like this person is your soulmate, how do you negotiate those waters? You, you talked about what the professional should do. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, actually, I've never had anybody ask that, but that's a really, really important question. And um, I would kind of go two directions with this. If it were myself, if this were me or my sister, uh, someone close, I would say to um, talk to your practitioner, your teacher, and let them know that you are having these romantic feelings and that because of that, you need to discontinue 
sessions with them and that you need to ask that that ask them for a referral to a different practitioner or a different teacher and then I would take a little bit of space and maybe consult with your good friend or s someone that you trust who is an outside party who has a really good clear vision for you to just make sure that there's no spiritual manipulation going on. And I say that because it is so, so common. It is like 99.99% .99 of the time, that's actually what's happening when a person thinks that they've met their soulmate through their mm. teacher. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I'm just telling you, most of the time it is a manipulation. Um, but if, uh, either way, it's a good idea to question things, take some space, make sure that your energy is clean and clear and that there's no weird manipulation going on, and then you can move forward. But either way, you should discontinue working with that teacher, okay? Uh, because that's not a good, that's not a healthy dynamic. Right. Mm -hmm. Very good. Okay, and so how, how do we recognize a dark shaman? What are the signs of that? All right, so dark shaman, this one is kind of tricky because they will often present themselves as love and light. In fact, most of the time they are going to present as, uh, you know, as someone who's working with love. In fact, this one uh, sexual predator and dark shaman, his whole message that he would always tell people was love, 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 love. But what he was really saying was, no boundaries. I'm going to violate you. Sex, 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 sex. And he was in his 60s, and he always had these beautiful, lovely, innocent, young 18 to 23-year-olds he would work with. But anyway, the dark shaman, they often present as love and light. They put on a very good show. They're so adept at manipulating energy that they create what some people would call a glamour, where mm -hmm. they appear very enticing like oh I'm so drawn to this spiritual teacher they're just so amazing uh, and it's all energetic manipulation this person is a master of energy and esoteric knowledge that might not be something that you realize but you find out later mm -hmm. uh, what's, on, what's on the surface if you're just looking what you see is that they present as love and light so you have to really um, learn how to uh, develop your own intuition. Uh, what you'll eventually see are little examples where, where you notice that they are misusing power. They're misusing the power that they have. They, you give, might Give me an example of misusing the power they have. Yeah, I have a great example. So there are a lot of dark shamans who will astral travel to their client or their student without consent. Mm. And uh, they will act like it's normal, like I should be allowed to do this. When they astral travel, they might mess with the person's energy or they might have sex with them in the astral or do any number of things in the astral. And when the person, well, and most, most followers don't know to even speak up. They don't know like, oh, there should have been consent for this. Like, they just don't know. Well, um, yeah. I mean, if you're new to the world, is it, you're telling me it's not normal for my teacher to, uh, to show up in my, my dream time and be doing yeah. stuff with me. Yes. Yeah. And there's also uh, a, a few other misuses of power would be that the shaman, the, I'm using the word shaman, but they can be a, a dark magician. They can be doing any number of types of techniques. They, they can be angel healers. Let's be honest, right? False light comes in a lot of forms. Well, actually, there was a, um, a, a case that I worked with with a woman with, where the, the teacher is a woman who presents herself as an angel lady, mm. healer, uh, teacher, and uh, she does horrible things to her clients and to her students, and she does black magic against them, creates blocks in their energy, curses, cords. Uh, what she does is she will, uh, she's very telepathic and she will send very strong telepathic messages. So they'll hear her voice booming um, in 
their head and it's all manipulation to uh, to make them question themselves and feel crazy mm. so one of one of the signs of working with one of these abusive teachers is you actually don't get better you fall apart more yeah typically you'll you'll notice that there are control control things that are happening like um, if you try to speak up for yourself or you try to get away, uh, then you start to notice most definitely that you will get worse. Now at first, when you work with them, you it might appear that you're getting better. You have these lovely experiences. You might feel very uplifted, but that is actually a false light trick. Mm. Because later, when you start to see that there's something not right and you try to pull away, then you get much worse. Mm -hmm. Then you're starting to experience things like curses and um, psychic attack symptoms and nightmares and um, strange illnesses and okay. things, all crazy things. Before we go too far, what are some psychic attack symptoms for people who are not conversant in the psychic protection realm? Right. So... Uh, let's go over a few of those. Now, many of these symptoms could be from mundane causes, so we need to be careful to not just yeah. jump to the assumption and be fear-based. Exactly. The first thing is you've gone to the doctor for the symptoms and they can't find anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so let's say you've gone to this healer, you start to question that something isn't right, and then you start to have nightmares. Nightmares are a big uh, red flag. They can also be just you working through your own emotional stuff. So you'll want to look at that. If you start to have um, an unusual illness that comes on and it's, it's kind of a mystery illness or mystery pain or mm -hmm. mystery ailment, then you'll want to take a look at that. And that I find be, those are suspiciously ill-timed also. <laughs> yes. And speaking of ill-timing, there can also be a string of bad luck or a string of accidents, or a car accident, uh, that's a very common symptom. Things breaking, especially electronics. At one point, a long time ago, I was dealing with somebody sending some, some negative spiritual warfare, and uh, like everybody in my life, all the people close to me, all of our computers broke down and all of our cars broke, all in three days. Ooh. That's a sign. If just yeah. one computer starts to act weird, Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe it's mercury retrograde, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Those are the big symptoms, <clears throat> but um, there's other things that are more subtle where you, you just start to have this feeling of dread, feel like there's something wrong. If you are pretty psychic, you might, might start to see energies. You might start to see uh, black or red energy in your peripheral vision or shadows, might start to notice some paranormal activity. Uh, your spiritual gifts might be blocked. That could be a sign that there's something going on. Mm. So those are all really important things to keep an eye on. We're coming up on our next break here, but when I come back, I want to hear a couple of stories, and we'll talk more about how people can uh, get some tools to work with as well. So if you're out there listening to us, make sure you hang in with us through the break. Take your notes. And we will be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you, and go out and live soul first. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with Maya Zahira, and she was filling us in on some of the signs of the sexually abusive uh, spiritual teacher as well as the dark shamanic spiritual teacher. Um, Give us a, a story or two that will maybe illustrate some of the things that people should may want to consider if they suspect something like this may be going on in their life. Certainly. So I'll share with you the story of a male, quote, spiritual healer that I will call Tommy Yoruba. That's not his real name. (laughs) And this, again, there's a combination. There's all three categories with this person. Uh, the main thing that he was doing was sexual predation. And I mentioned before the scenario of uh, someone who is older. This person was in, in his 60s. And a big red flag was that he always had very young, beautiful, young women around him. Um, and he and his main message was love, 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 love. He would give, go up and give people hugs and say, everything is love, all is love. Uh, but meanwhile, he had no boundaries. And um, I didn't know this until I started working with clients who were trying to recover from, from work, um, being victimized by him. But what I, what I witnessed in real time was that he had that classic thing that he would say that a lot of sexual predators will say, and that is your sacral chakra is blocked. And the only way to unblock it is to have sex with me. And he did spend lots of time grooming his, his um, followers, his protégés. He would spend six months or longer gaining their trust. And actually he had a rotation. He had at least 25 or more women at once, different clients and protégés both, that he was sleeping with all of them, and none of them knew. They all thought that they were the special one. They were the, yes, they're the special one. They're the soulmate. Yeah. Okay. Now, later, what I came to find out when I was working with some people who were recovering from this situation, what they shared with me was that, um, a few of them had direct conversations with him after the fact and, and said, you know, what you did was terrible and shame on you. And what he said to them was something to the effect that he had implanted very deep energy cords within them and he had done black magic um, on the 
them and that they escape him. This guy literally said that to their faces. You'll that never sounds like my creepy ass practice husband. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. this is very creepy. So this person uh, was using black magic even. It came from his own mouth. He said it. And uh, he would use these methods to get the women to consent. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what was really hard for a lot of their their healing processes was that they blamed themselves. What they said so often was, well, I, but I consented. I said, yes, I wanted it. Well, yes, because you were being manipulated by black magic. Yeah, exactly. And it's one thing to, what do I want to say? It's one thing to give consent for sex. It's another thing, uh, when the sex has a bunch of like black magic that tails along with it, you did not give consent to that. No. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 I think everybody probably understands this, but I'm not saying that people shouldn't have sex. I mean, there's consensual sex happening all over the place, and it's a beautiful thing, and it's a wonderful thing. We're talking about when when a, a teacher is abusing their students. This scenario should not happen because the teacher, the the leader, is in a position of power over their followers. Exactly. And because of that scenario, the, the default is that person who's in power, they should not be engaging in that kind of relationship. Yeah, and, because and it it's, not, it's not a meeting of equals when this yes. is the situation. Yeah. Yes, you worded it perfectly. Thank you. I have so, another story if you're ready, or do you? Yeah, want to let's go on? do another really quick story on the um, on the dark shaman. Okay. Um, well, I kind of actually gave two stories. I'll uh, I'll recap the other one on on the dark shaman, uh, the the angel lady who um, was very, very powerful and a very dangerous person who could actually uh, use her practices to cause someone to have a stroke or a heart attack. Oh, my. I mean, this is how if you Deep angered physical her. physical stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so she. So we're not talking about a little bit of, you know, black magic to make you upset or have a bad dream. This is someone who is extremely adept. And so it was very scary to get away from this person. But I'll talk about some of the more mundane aspects of this uh, dark shaman. And it was that uh, in their classes, they had no boundaries. So this was a big red flag. Uh, you, You would show up at her house and she was buddies with all of her students. They were all hanging out together and she was even dating some of them. And that even even before you could figure out by getting deeper and finding out that she was doing really dark stuff, you could see right away, big red flag, there's no boundaries, and there was this very strong encouragement for people to worship her and put her on a pedestal, mm. and that's a huge red flag. Like, don't, if someone is encouraging that, there's something wrong there. Yeah, okay. because we all have clay feet and we all put on our pants one leg at a time. So again, with this example of this person, it's uh, usually people don't fall into just one category, but there's the emotional and mental issues, there's the boundary issues, and then there's the, well, and then she was, and then there was the, the sexual predator because she was dating some of her, her students. One of the the issues that she was, one of the characteristics that she was engaging in also was this hot and cold characteristic where she would just gush love onto you and tell you how amazing you are and give you all these angel messages. And then five seconds later, she would have like all these daggers coming out of her mouth saying things to hurt you. And it was this like gaslighting kind of confusion uh, to like draw you in, but then make you feel like you needed more, like uh, there's something wrong with you, and so you need to come to me for another session. Yes, as opposed to helping you through an issue and empowering you to go off and, and do great things on your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. 
Now, I do have another story if we have time, or we can go well, on to the next one. Uh, we've got about six minutes left here, so I'd like to hear a little bit about the gift that you brought with you, because I, we knew from the get-go we wouldn't be able to cover everything we need to cover to Definitely. really equip you to go out with your discernment. So share a little bit about the gift you brought with you, Maya. Mm -hmm. Yes. So uh, what, what I have for you is an article that lays out the nine red flags of false spiritual teachers. Oh, that sounds handy. So, yes, it's like a little guidebook, a little, little list of guidelines for things, of things for you to watch out for. And remember, you don't know what you don't know. So, you know, a lot of people are very innocently moving through the spiritual community, and there's so much that's toxic that has been normalized that mm -hmm. people, that there's all these other people who are acting like these things are okay. But if, yeah. you, if you follow this list, then you're going to be in a better position where you can avoid these negative situations in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and if you've been in one of these situations, give yourself a little bit of grace. I know, Lordy, I've had my fair of ex share of exposure to them as well. And there, I always take something away from the experience that was valuable for me to know and realize and be con cognizant of. So be a, be a little gentle with yourself. It, it's... You haven't done anything wrong. It doesn't make you bad or anything to be ashamed of if you've been in one of these situations or if you're in the process of getting out. Lord knows <laughs> you've been in the, I've been in it and, and we have a lot of compassion for you if you find yourself there. Yes, I've been through some situations as well and I have a lot of compassion. Uh, I, I'm so glad that you brought up those words of support because I think it is very common for people to blame themselves. And I hear a lot of people who are recovering say that they feel really stupid because mm -hmm. they, they didn't see it. Um, but if you don't know, if it, like you just don't know what you don't know. And so. Yeah. Uh, well, and these people know. are very skilled. I mean, the, you, you don't come out of the womb this way. You practice a long time to get to the point that you're able to deceive people like this as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and some of these people are very convincing, so convincing. Uh, and so it's important to know the red flags and to practice standing up for yourself and setting boundaries and removing yourself from any situations that you think might be toxic or unhealthy. Yeah, that you suspect are going down the wrong road. You, you are not crazy. And... Honor your intuition. Even if everybody else is gone, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Honor your intuition. And so step important. Away. Yeah. I, so, I, yes. So I literally it, left and I, I literally left an event midway through, even though I knew that everybody would call me crazy because there was some really bad stuff going on. And so sometimes you just have to be brave enough to walk out. Yeah. Um, what? Okay, let's tell them where they can get this, and then I, I'll ask that question. So, Nine Red Flags of False Spiritual Teachers, if you're interested in getting a hold of this wonderful checklist, uh, you can go to SovereignSelf.media, and there will be a link over there where you can get this gift, and you can contact Maya if you would like more closer engagement with her. So, my question for you is, okay, you mentioned this event you got up and walked out of. I know a lot of us as light workers feel responsible for everybody around us. If, if you're in one of these situations and you feel like it's going down the wrong road, should, should you just walk out? Or, or what would you say to somebody who's considering, well, I'm going to call foul on this person? Mm -hmm. So important. And this is really tricky. There's not an easy answer. What I will say is from direct personal experience that a lot of times when you try to tell people what's going on, 99% of the time, they don't believe you. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to just take care of yourself, make sure that you're in a good space, 
and then uh, and then reevaluate from there. Uh, like for example, if you are at an event and everyone is gaga over everything that's happening there, just loving it, and you speak up again, ninety nine percent of the time, they're not going to listen. In fact, they're going to push you out, and they're and you're going to be demonized. Yeah, so be they're probably going to gang up on you. <laughs> There's, there's so much peer pressure and, and brainwashing that's happening that it's very hard. I, I know that we want to heal and fix everything, but uh, a lot of this is like we, we can tell people, but they're not necessarily going to listen. So first, uh, take care of yourself. And in the moment, you can just tune in to your inner guidance and ask, are you supposed to say something are you supposed to maybe not say something but help shift the energy or are you supposed to just get up and remove yourself? Right. I love that because your spiritual team knows what you're up against far better than you are most of the time. Yep. Absolutely. It's been such a pleasure to have you with me here today, Maya. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. And thank you to all of you who've dialed in to join in with this discussion. We love you. We appreciate you. We are here to serve you. If you have any suggestions, if you have any questions, if you would like to be put in touch with past speakers or there are speakers you'd like to see on the show, send an email to askzofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A, at transformationspace.co. And... I look forward to seeing you all next week. And until then, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 